A word for today, Lions Down's daily podcast to help you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. Nothing could matter more. This isn't to replace your personal Bible reading and prayer, but rather encourage and help you in it. We saw yesterday how the whole theme of Joshua is how God has overcome the world and how he calls us to live within that conquest that he has brought about, to occupy that territory that he has conquered. And for those who are so often uh, trapped by the world and so sadly, apparently, having made a start in the Christian life, overcome by the world, the message of Joshua is for you and for me and for all of us to stand strong within uh, and underneath the pressures that the world brings upon us, knowing that God has brought about the victory in Jesus Christ. Now, we are called to live in the light of that victory. This is no triumphalistic message. It's just the call to discipleship that the whole Bible gives. And we saw yesterday that uh, these closing paragraphs of Joshua verses 29 through to 33 present a summary of this great message. It's much more than just an epilogue or a postscript as we look at the burials that are recorded there. It's Tuesday the 8th of December and I'm going to read now Joshua 24 verses 29 through to the end. After these things, Joshua the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died, being a hundred and ten years old. And they buried him in his own inheritance at Timnath-serah, which is in the hill country of Ephraim, north of the mountain of Gash. Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua and had known all the work that the Lord did for Israel. As for the bones of Joseph, which the people of Israel brought up from Egypt, they buried them at Shechem in the piece of land that Jacob bought from the sons of Hamor, the father of Shechem, for a hundred pieces of money. It became an inheritance of the descendants of Joseph. And Eleazar, the son of Aaron, died, and they buried him at Gibeah, the town of Phinehas, his son, which had been given him in the hill country of Ephraim. And we saw that that phrase, the work that the Lord did for Israel, apparently according to verse 31, the knowledge of that work was what enabled those of Israel who lived in the days of Joshua and in the days of the elders who outlived Joshua, that enabled them to keep serving. And there is the power of the passage to know how we can live in the victory that God has brought about in this world through the Lord Jesus Christ, how we can occupy and settle in the territory that God has won. That is the whole message of the book of Joshua, and it's beautifully summarized in the stories of these three funerals. So firstly, I'd like you to notice that the burial of Joshua and the burial of Eleazar, his priest, the son of Aaron, sandwich the uh, middle verse, verse 32. And uh, as we look at Joshua and Eleazar, what we see epitomized in those two characters is the conquest and the occupation. You'll remember that the book of Joshua is split into two. Chapters 1 to 12 look at the conquest, and chapters 13 to 24 look at the occupation or the settlement. 
And so Joshua, who stands very much for the conquest, yes, it was the work of God, entirely the work of God, but it was done through Joshua in his leadership of the Israelites. And we see the second part, the allocation of the land, the occupation, the settlement, the uh, giving out of the inheritances was something that Eleazar also played an important part in. So I think in those two characters we see the end of an era. Joshua, the conquest, and Eleazar, the occupation, they are brought to an end. And we might notice in passing that it is actually a rather ominous end. Many commentaries say what a wonderfully encouraging picture uh, these closing paragraphs give. They don't to me, really. They are definitely ominous. Look again at verse 31 that puts a, a real limit on the achievement of uh, the service of the Israelites. It's only until the elders who outlived Joshua uh, that the, the, Israel, the Israelites are faithful in service. As soon as they're gone, if we were to read ahead in the book of Judges, we see that Israel does indeed turn to foreign gods. They embrace apostasy almost immediately. And with that comes disorder, division, invasion, uh, atrocity, and terrible civil war that pervades the whole picture of what follows Joshua. So I think this uh, shows us that there is a real uh, tone of foreboding in the conclusion of the conquest and the occupation. But what is it really here to teach us in this material as it comes to us at the end of chapter 24 of Joshua? Well, verse 32, we have to say, is an unchronological insertion. Now you see there, it tells us that the bones of Joseph, which the people of Israel brought up from Egypt, were buried at Shechem. And it adds that uh, interesting information that, of course, uh, Shechem was the piece of land that Jacob bought uh, from people when he returned to the promised land. And what it's really saying, but because let me just add to that, that the bones of Joseph almost certainly would have been buried at Shechem many years before. I imagine it would have been sensible to bury the bones at Shechem as soon as the conquest was complete or at least as soon as the inheritances had been taken up and occupied, why would they wait longer? And this is something that happened much later, uh, the death of Joshua and his priest, Eleazar. So I think what we're seeing here is that the account of the burial of the bones of Joseph is being deliberately inserted to teach us something. What is it teaching us? Well, it's teaching us what lies, I think, at the heart of the message of Joshua at the heart of the gospel, a message of very great encouragement concerning the work of God. And we'll return to this again tomorrow. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the amazing way your word is structured, structured as a gospel teaching package, organized in ways that teach unmistakably wonderful truths that encourage and build up your people and build your church. Please would you help us to understand the message of these closing paragraphs in the days ahead. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. A word for today, helping you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. This podcast was brought to you by Lionsdown 
at lionsdown.org.